This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones A pound old gig and a West Ham United We celebrate our victories Stick together in defeat. I'm proud of our history. West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Shit podcast, cutting out. Already. Is it? Yep. The That's music did, but it does that every week. I think the music does. Oh, does always it? does. Yeah. All right. yeah. I don't well, yeah. I apologise for yeah. last week then, Sean. And then if you fuck yeah, up Yeah, sorry, again, sorry. I checked internet know, last week and I knew everyone relies on internet. So I'm using a 5G hotspot. It doesn't cause you cancer. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't cause COVID. 5G is the way of the future. What's Famous a hotspot not? Not a hotspot. No, it doesn't work, does it? Never mind. I uh, went to see I that live. We should swiftly you know? move on. Yeah, we should. Did you really? That was very funny. Tom, Barry Tom middle or bottom? Yeah, no, it was it, <laughs> uh, middle, uh, please. <laughs> oh, talking of that, talking of that, hey. Rusty, Rusty B, DJ Rusty B wants to come on the show. We, we need to have a vote um, whether we're going to let him on the show. What, what, what do, what do, yay say? Is it a yay or a nay? First of all, from you. Um, Len, I don't mind. It's already been on. We've done a propaganda with him. Oh, did we? He's a fucking attention oh. whore. <laughs> Let hang him out a little bit. <laughs> Let him wait. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm going to introduce you. Back by popular. Uh, where are you? What are you doing, Kenny Town, Len? I'm in my studio, working on a pitch, staring outside at the. Can you say rain. what your pitch is for? Or not? No, oh, not yet. No, cool. not for sharing it a minute. I'm sure oh. everyone's going to see it because it's yeah. high profile. Uh, and then yeah. back by popular mounds from his sabbatical. It's almost like he never left. Uh, Nigel Khan, where are you? What are you doing? I'm on sabbatical <laughs> in the shed. <laughs> well done, well done. So, yeah. So, thank you. We lost a football match. I'm I'm in mourning. I'm I must admit I no, am we didn't. in mourning. I, no, I'm, we didn't. No, we, we, we drew. Did. No, we didn't. No, we, we did. lost it on penalties. We I lost know the it's penalty a lottery. Shooter. I know it's a toying coin. It still hurts. It still hurts today. It's we're recording this a on toying cost. Was you gonna say? Toying cost, yeah. <laughs> coin toss. Um <laughs> it hurts. It really does hurt. Um Does it? Well, it's like West Ham, right? You think West Ham haven't got a chance, and then they build your your hopes up and they knock you down. So here we go, Gareth Southgate. We start against um, who did we start against? Uh, Croatia. 
and we win and we get a little hopes up and then we play Scotland we play shit and we draw and we think oh Christ and then we play see they're right there I'll stop you there right there yeah you are part of the English problem I'm sure yeah. I am yeah let you me beat Croatia 1-0, you think we're going to win it, yeah? yeah. You draw with Scotland, think yeah, tough out, game, out. and all of a sudden England's a shit. Yeah, then, then, then right, then. roller coaster, right? We win 4-0 and I think, yeah, well, this is in the bag now, right? And then, then I get a bit nervous, because then we're, we're against Germany, but we play shit Germany, and those people who thought it was a shit Germany go, well, it's a shit Germany, so it doesn't really count. We're going to lose against Denmark, because they've got this omen because of Christian Eriksen. Having a heart attack. And then we beat um, Denmark and we're in the final. And then at the start of yesterday's final, I think, do you know what? Italy's a lot better team. We could get spanked here. So I start worrying about that. Then we go 1-0 up over two minutes. So I'm really high again. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my West Ham mode going, oh, oh, we could win this. We get 65 minutes. I'm thinking, it's only 25 minutes to go before we can be crowned European champions. This is in the bag. Wallop, goal goes in. And I'm going, this is going to penalties. And if it goes to penalties, we're losing. I knew it. I just wanted to, I wanted one team to win it in normal time. I hate penalties. I hate English penalties. And I think it could have gone either way. I know people will say, oh, well, the best team won in the end because they were slightly more offensive. We had a really good first half. They had a really good it second really half. Um, and I'm I'm just, I am, I'm we genuinely disappointed. It was a once in a lifetime, you know, 1966, two years before I was born. So I didn't get to see West Ham win the World Cup. Um, I've missed out seeing... Um, England and Declan Rice win the European and the Euros. And and I'm not sure I'm going to see it again in my lifetime. There you go. I've finished my monologue. I know you don't feel the same way, Nigel. Um, no, it's not that I don't feel the same way. It's, it's, I don't, it's not that I don't buy into this. Yeah, I want England to win it. I really do want to see England win something. But I appreciate the fact that that's our second final in history. Italy were in their 14th. Yeah. Now, Italy won their sixth trophy. Therefore, they've lost eight finals. And to get where oh, we you're not want gonna to do be... This. You've got to lose a few finals before you win one, are no, you? But it, uh, no, it's not that you've got to lose it. It's that when this is only the second final, you've got to be so proud of what we achieved. Don't look down at it. Don't be disappointed. Yeah, it goes to penalties and you everything. You said the same about we Man City, lucky. didn't you? You said the same about Man we, we, City with the Champions League final. I don't Did remember you? talking about Man City Champions League final. Which when you were on sabbatical. Was Man City in the Champions League final? Yeah, they were. Were they? All oh, right. Well, Chelsea know, versus it, Man City. If Do you it, not remember? Oh, yes, yeah. Well, you know, that that's true, but Chelsea had been there and won it. Yeah. And that is the thing. It's it all about Big Mackage experience. If you if you look back at England, we haven't got that experience. I mean, this is the first time where in two tournaments running, we've gone to two semi-finals. Also, when you look at this squad, uh, generally when we've got to a semi-final, we've then lost players. So, 1990, um, we've got the semi-final. We, we lost, I think, Butcher, Terry Butcher retired. Shilton went out of the defence. So you had people going. If you look at this squad, 
this this squad can still be there in November in Qatar next year. Yeah, that's true. So you, you know, we, we, there's, there's so much positivity to to um, to look forward to that we, we've just got to take it on the chin and and say, you know, I'm really damn proud of, of the way that England conducted itself. We didn't lose a game in the championships. Not even in extra time. Yeah, all we ever lost was a lottery penalty shootout, and and we conceded you know, two can, goals. The only thing I hope they'd learn from it, yeah, in the whole tournament. The only two thing goals, I hope yeah. they can learn is, is that <coughs> when you go that through the whole tournament <laughs> penalty shootouts, yeah, those that run up and stutter do generally miss more than they score. Where those that do it the old-fashioned way run up and smash it generally do score. So you I mean, this is what I don't get. I get it's a uh, was Gareth Southgate right to, thing to and everything. Bang a couple of youngsters on to take penalties. I mean why didn't he get Sterling to well, take it? I mean um Rashford No I'll see and this is all if some buts it's all about people that step forward. You've got to have the bottle and I don't but Sterling and Grealish both said they wanted to take a penalty afterwards. Right, but then Gareth Southgate chosen. for whatever reason he said it was has, his has chosen it yeah, this way. He has he must have. They must have practiced it in training. The big match, though, and this is where I think Gareth has got it wrong. He's failed to take into consideration the temperament of, you know, realistically, Sterling should have been going up in the fifth, not a 19-year-old. No disrespect. Yeah. Who take him, you know, practice, practice penalties. Once you're in that pressure cooker situation yeah, where he's walked up and he knows if he misses, we've lost. Yeah, that is the it's a worst. a lot on your shoulders, You know, isn't it? the others... At the fullback, that if we miss, then he might, you know, Pickford might get me out of trouble. Ah, yeah. was Pickford. I mean, look Amazing. at that goal. Amazing. He, he saved it, pushes it onto the post, could have gone anywhere, and it just felt their player. And one yeah. thing is, nobody's picked this up whatsoever. The flick on at the header come off the bloke's arm. Yeah, I when did you look see as that. he takes the corner, he hits it to the front. I swear it flicks his arm as it, it goes like in before the. I think it was Benucci. Heads, no, it weren't Benucci. But the Italian that heads it, which Pickford saves, pushes onto the post, and then Benucci runs in yeah. and scores. It still well, hurts today. Uh, before we move on to Len and his thoughts, um, Declan Rice, let's bring it back to West Ham. 72 minutes. Yeah. One of the probably, yeah. uh, my view, the best performances made all tournament. He started all. Seven or is it eight? I can't remember, but he he started every game. Seven, seven, and um, probably his best performance. And I was a bit surprised Gareth pulled him off. I I know you're going to say, well, he wanted to bring on Jordan Henderson to have a little bit more attacking, but Henderson was shit when he came on. And I think, and I think the commentator said this, Declan Rice gave everything. You know, he ran the pitch. I think I saw some stats today: first in tackles, first in interceptions, first hmm. on everything. Um, I thought it was. A, I know it's a squad game, but it's a bit harsh to take. Um, do you know? Do Rice. you know what? Honestly, I think this five substitute malarkey, even three, but I know we're stuck with three. I think it muddled, muddies the water. It did a bit. I think there's this. You could have too many changes. Yeah. And and everything well, shows. I know it only made three two at the, the end game. to bloody. Take the yeah. You know, if we didn't I have those it, two, you could answer. You could ah, uh, you know, could we have won the penalty shootout? If it, as you say, it would have been 
Grealish I, or, or I Sterling. I understand why taking. he did it because what he's brought on, he's brought Sancho on. Um, um, but, Rashford. But they're, they're, but I think Rashford does that. For hold up, Rashford does that with his penalty. The thing about Rashford is, his silly run up did send the keeper. But he's one. cold, isn't he? He's come straight off the bench. He hasn't warmed up. Is that? Is that? I don't know. Is that something good for penalties? Just come straight off the bench? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But look, and this is the thing. I'm not Gareth Southgate. I don't train these players. I don't see what they do. Uh, you know, if I if I if I thought my way was right. <laughs> you know, I'd have got on a bit of football coach, and I, yeah, you know, never, true. never got anything near it. So it's just sanding off, and, and still, whatever you um, have to put your faith in the professionals. It's su- horrible. Supporting England is like supporting West Ham. I often say yeah. that. You know, it's. Uh, but then I prepare for the worst, and also yeah. it's only the Euros, isn't it? It ain't the World Cup. Now, this, yeah. and I meant that honestly when I text. <laughs> if it was the World Cup, or if it was the FA Cup final, believe me. I'd be nervous nearly. Euros is yeah, sometimes in harder the Euros, than, than uh, World Cup, I'd say. I think the Euros are harder to win. Yeah, they are, the because cause you've only got Brazil and Argentina for the rest of the world. No disrespect yeah. to the rest of the world, but really, outside yeah, of Europe. just disrespected them. What about South Korea? They kick ass these days. <laughs> oh, come, come on. on. Anyway, that's a good I league. Don't know. That's a good league. How, are, you, are you crying into your beer? Have you been sulking? Have you been crying? Have you had tantrums today, Len? You know I haven't. I know, yeah, from our speech earlier. I was, yeah, I wasn't. I'm not too emotionally involved in no, England. You said that. You weren't probably... too emotionally attached to, to England. Why, nah. why is that? I can't explain. It might be because I used, it was one of the things I used to watch my dad and he's not about anymore. So the experience ain't yeah. quite the same. Don't have that togetherness with everybody else. I'm more of an isolated person these days and I don't really... Have the feel for the. Did you watch it yeah. with a cleaner? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did, was it yeah. just you and the cleaner, or did you go to a sports it was, bar? Yeah. No, no. What was, was your tipple last night? Um, I think I had a lager. Yeah. Well, can't. Do you know what? I, 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 I've got a, a little confession to make, and I, I, and I, and I think it's why we lost. You had Italian wine. Didn't you? Come on, you I was drinking Peroni. Oh. And I had some pasta, uh, like a pasta salad as well. That's peasant's lager in Italy, Peroni apparently. It was People's a lovely beer. pasta salad. It had watermelon in it as well. It's a very nice touch to have a pasta salad. It's funny, we wouldn't eat pizza last night, so we ordered kebab. <laughs> even though it was a bit funny, because <laughs> we used the kebab shop to get pizzas from, and considering they're Turkish, it weren't like, you know... Yeah. It, it was the fault that counts. We were well, English. What did you back. do? Did you just go? Oh no! What shame! Let's watch. Let's watch the news now. Then, or, or were you a little bit? Mate, you must have had some. Oh shit! Uh, I didn't know. No, my 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 um. Wife. I was disappointed. Listen, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't really want to point fingers at people, but I'm gonna go back to Southgate again. Cool. Um. I thought. We had the best squad in the Euros, and the, the the three penalty takers that missed are a good illustration why I think we got the best squad. Because mm. let's add Grealish to that as well. You got four players who like to run with the ball. Now you could have put Grealish on in the hour when we were under the cosh to have a bit more of the ball and do the running forward. The only 
Declan Rice was doing. And he took him off and you brought on um, Henderson, who clearly wasn't going to take a penalty because you took him off. So, for me, not because they missed the penalty, but they were one of them three players, and I think it should have been greedy. It should have been brought on earlier. And I think, once again, like the Scotland game, um, he could have brought on the more attacking player. And I think, somewhat, he's got um, too much loyalty to his players, I think, a little bit. The ones that are already out on the pitch. He needs to show that he engineers the game. I don't think he yeah. did that. And by the time the penalties come round... I mean, everyone was shouting yeah, Grealish, to... weren't they? Even like people, yeah. I watched a program the other day and go, what I really like is, you know, people who don't know anything about football suddenly become experts, go, put Grealish on, play him in the hole. You go, you know nothing about football. Yeah. It's true. Is that what you were saying, Sean? Huh? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Play, pl- put, bring on Grealish, play him in the hole. By the time the penalties come round, I thought the party line was, you can't recreate the atmosphere of the big big moment but he bypassed that he'd already picked his players and for him to go through what he'd done in Euro 96 and bring on Sancho and Saka um, I'm leaving Rashford um, Rashford Rashford. I'm leaving I'm not giving Rashford any excuse for that penalty at all actually he can live with that Um, because it's a dickhead's penalty plain and simple Every West Ham fan knows what a good penalty is. I'll tell you, you gave a good example of it. Um, the Man United player with a big head, whose name I always forget. Red Dog. Biscuit tin. What's his name? Defender. Anyway, uh, smash it in the top right. Oh, McGuire. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how you take a penalty. That's how you take a penalty. I don't know what the other three were doing, but. I'm afraid that is part of football. Putting the ball in the net, which is what a penalty is, is a long and short of how the game is won. And until you accept that, until you, you know, you relish to do it, because I could have picked, I know, if it had left Rice on, Rice would have wanted to take a penalty, we'd have run through oh, a fucking brick wall. That would have worried me. That would have worried me. But so would agree, this, you would have took one. You'd have had Kane and Maguire, would have took one. And you could have picked. Um, Sterling, Sterling, maybe, yeah, absolutely. I know he's a shit penalty taker, but come off the hour, the well, look, 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 the look heroes. How, look it's how a Kane time for heroes. It. Kane took a really good penalty after yeah. messing up the other day, although you could say he didn't mess up because he got it on the full up. Anyway, it is what it is. And also, the penalties. Go on, also. During the game, um, Kane was getting a lot of praise for typically playing, coming a bit deeper and sort of playing a number nine role. But in the sense of the occasion, everyone forgot to know. Well, I don't think everyone forgot to notice. I certainly didn't notice. But um, um, oh, terrible names. A terrible podcast for me. Is the 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 boy plays for Chelsea, Mason Mount. Yeah, he was having a fucking terrible. Day he was at the having a bad game, yeah. And why ain't he? Why ain't he coming he off for Grealish? He didn't get pulled off, did he? 
Sterney didn't play great either. No, nope, had you an awful game. You can't stand there. This is what I'm saying. You can't stand there and show so much faith to your players when you've got such a good deep squad there. Yeah. I, he can I, only look at himself, Southgate. And, and listen, I... I, I don't say it's very often, but I agree with you, Len. There you go. Um, I've still got it, and it's still been that. a dire day. I mean, it doesn't help that there's torrential rain, flooding, lightning, and thunder. You know, at least, at least Where if you you're going to lose, yeah, at least if you're going to lose, it could be a sunny day and you get out. But no, no, it's been torrential rain and shit all day. I mean, the the thing with Declan Rice is, and it's the thing you said, worry. If you look at the goals Declan scored, they've all been smashed in. Long range efforts. His first goal against Arsenal. Long range. He's had a couple of more where he's hit them. And, I mean, he mm. can hit a ball. And and mm. uh, and this is the thing. We're led to believe that they have practiced penalty taking. And I'd imagine with Gareth Southgate that he would have done, having been what he's been through. And and actually, he's a very, you know, he's a thinking man's coach. So he and plans to the detail. So and you could tell he planned for the detail. The fact that he brought them two on them to, to have penalties, so he, he must have had it all planned out and everything else. The, the only thing what you can't pl- what you can't plan is the player's mentality. The, f- the only thing is is that I would say is is, is there's got to be a way of coaching penalty takers. Bearing in mind that trophies and, and England have suffered more than probably any other country in not getting the finals for penalty shootouts. It's got to be a, a coaching way of coaching people to take penalties. If you want to watch, you could show them, if you look at our penalty takers from probably John Bond, he smashed them. Jeff Hurst smashed them. Um, I don't know who took them after Jeff Hurst. I think Billy Bonds might have done. But Ray Stewart, yeah. he smashed them. Oh. Julian Dix Julian smashed, smashed them. them. Yeah, the only one that don't yeah. really smash him that's got a fantastic Noble. record is Mark Noble. Yeah. But he picks mm. his place and puts it there. But he don't do that skippy run up and all that tip tappy <laughs> toes yeah. and everything. And this is like a modern penalty way. Um, uh, Saka didn't do that, but what Saka did was was a two step penalty run up. You got you got to start. You want to see penalties? Get the German penalties from '96. Um, against Seaman and get the German penalties from 1990 all top corner run up top corner run up top corner run up and you've got mm. to coach them every every time you got them together coach them so they're like robots everybody the Germans will have 10 you know or 8, 9 players that can run up and you just got to hit the top corner it ain't that mm. hard Yeah. And and if you look at it Sancho Penalty, great height for the goalkeeper. Saka's penalty, great height for the goalkeeper. Why? Because their run-up is it, not giving them the ability to um, get height and, and, and power behind it. It's, you know, it, there, there is a, a way to do, you know, there's got to be a way where we get past this English thing. Because it does say, I mean, that's the first final that's gone to penalties in the Euros. Well, I call the modern era, which is from 1980, because that was the first tournament style for the Euros. 76 went to penalties, Czechoslovakia, West Germany, but that was done where it was just semi-finals and finals. So you qualified. and uh, teams uh, in it, weren't 
well, no, there was there was less. What they did was is that they had qualification, but only four teams went to the tournament. They had the two semis and the final. So nineteen eighty in Italy was, um, I think that was eight teams, and then they upped it to sixteen. I mean, in four years' time, or three years' time. Yeah, three years' time. I believe it's in Germany. It is. You know, how good that, would that be that, to go that, and win it there? You'll be pleased about that because you, you probably be like pleased. Germany more than you do no, England. No, no, not true. You can throw that at me as much as you like, but you've got no evidence to back it up. So, yeah. Anyway. And uh, be careful uh, when you call me a sausage muncher because <laughs> <laughs> it can come across the wrong way in anyway, the wrong group. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, w- I was offered a ticket for 3250 for a, one of the cheap seats. So... Another tout offered me uh, uh, one of the best seats for 5500 The people who paid that probably gutted. One person we know, one of our listeners, one of our eight listeners was Ian Dale, who, who went... Uh, do we know who invited him? Who, who, uh, who, no, I don't know. No, he kept that quiet. Well, uh, you know... But we was there, we saw him, that, he sent us a picture with his mask on... Um, would have been a late night for him. I mean, they looked to be more than 60,000 now, obviously. Well, you you saw those people who, uh, yeah. who rushed the gates. Ian told us that, and also we, we saw the videos afterwards. I mean, that, I, d- I don't know. When when you look at it, the organisation seemed... Um, well, did you hear the software failed as well? It, no. So, see, talking about West Ham, it would be so London Stadium. Uh, the software failed, and they, and they they couldn't. Some of the people couldn't get through the turnstiles. Talking of that, and, mm. and moving on a bit, did you see the the Telegraph story about the London Stadium? Mm. Yeah, you need to explain oh, yeah. that. I do actually, because they didn't explain it very well. So what they talked about is thirty-four million pound of taxpayers' money is going to be spent on the London Stadium in the next four years. Now, so, that's sort of true, but it's not the whole picture. So. West Ham already pay about £3.25 million in rent. It's gone up. It's index linked and various other things. It's not two and a half anymore. But still, uh, so they only pay about 125 whatever, per, per game. Now, we've always paid for the stewards. Sorry, the taxpayers have been paying for the stewards' difference for the last five years. So saying that we're paying... 20 million for the stewards is nothing new. The business case that E20 uh, and London Stadium 185 did was that stewards would cost like 300 grand a year. Now, that was a really stupid thing to do. The size of the park, the size of the stadium means it takes well over a thousand stewards and it's not cheap. You need some of them up there for eight hours. So it's costing over 200 grand according to this. In stewards and, and West Ham are paying 125. Now, as well as as well as stewards, you've got, you know, all the other running costs. You know, uh, to to heat, light, you know, cleaning, everything else. That's just the steward costs alone, which seems phenomenal. It, it just beggars belief how we pay or or they pay over 200 grand a match for stewarding. Um, but you know, that's not a new problem. The the other story. And slightly disingenuous is that the 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 club. Oh, sorry, the the owners are looking to spend fourteen and a half million pound converting 
the West Stand. Now, before we all get excited and everything, the stadium spent around four and a half, five million pound converting the North and the South Stand. Uh, West Ham made a small contribution. Now, for those of you who think, oh, taxpayers moving us close to the pitch, not true. The main business case is it's a lightweight uh, material with um, easier to move. It will pay for itself. And West Ham had to sign off on it. So straightening the stands, moving them close, was actually a business case to reduce the cost of moving. What's the next biggest cost of moving? It's the West Stand. The East Stand will always stay in place, and it does for music concerts and, and athletics. So the West Stand is the last stand remaining. And they want to do the same. They want to square it off a bit, and they want to put this lightweight material that's going to be easier to move. To get West Ham to agree to it, and maybe chuck in a few quid um, but West Ham say very early stages hasn't been signed off yet so let's not get too excited so I, I haven't found it yet but this will be in a budget document for the you know the L Greater London Authority or you know, London Legacy Development Corporation somewhere or in the budget yes. of etc but let's not get too excited those you think no. you know we're going to move it all but forward logistically yeah, logistically, you've got the west stand obviously with the curve. Yeah, yeah, so's the east stand. Yeah, now if you straighten that, you've got to straighten the back as well. Yeah, yeah, now what that does is creates a far bigger gap. Yeah, now the does. thing about the west stand is it creates a bigger gap between the boxes. And the lower tier, the boxes who pay more money than anybody, are they, plus also, it where it straightens it, it moves it up to the pitch. Will the rake affect the sight line? Because the boxes are quite low down. Yeah. Yeah? So I'm not, I mean, I'm not a structural engineer or anything, but the, the one thing, the reason why it was all curved and everything, was obviously so they could keep the circle and it was supposed to be moving yeah. bits, but it was just moving it forward and back. But also, because of the sight lines with the lower tier, because if you look at the lower tier of, uh, of, of the where the boxes are, it's sort of like a, a, a middle tier that only exists in the West Stand. You get away with it behind the goals because there's no one in that middle tier bit. I think when fans go in that sit upstairs and look at the back of the new straightened off stands, they're going to see bloody big gaps even mm. further. Um, the one thing I've never understood, I get it, they're spending 60, you know, what's it cost? Say it costs them £20 million. How much does it save them? How long does it take? I don't know. My, my club insider sent me a message today just to clarify it. While it's not confirmed if government will pay all the costs for the new stands, club continuing to explore and deliver further enhancements for supporters. Quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, I mean that. Would, I mean, it is laughable when the club come out with that because at the end of the day, we know the straightening off of the stands was not the club wanting to enhance the spectator <laughs> yeah. things. It was the people going, "Well, this saves us money." Yeah. The funny thing is, they've had it done and not had a bloody move it anyway. Because yeah, I'll hilarious. tell you what, you know they'll what? save more money. Sixteen and a half COVID. million. I've just yeah. been reading the account. Sixteen and a half million go. has been saved by not. 
moving. Yeah. And not they're, having to rue the day they no, let no, fans by back not in. having not yeah. paying for stewards, right? Not yeah. paying for stewards, not moving the stands have saved sixteen and a half million pounds. And and they write it in their accounts like, you know, it's exceptional. We've we've outperformed the savings due to the pandemic of of not playing not getting stewards and not not moving the hilarious. The thing about oh, these there costs, is a story actually. I haven't with even stewards. Well, I just want to highlight one thing: is that the, the, the thing about the costs with the stewards, the match day costs that people really need to listen to, just to understand is is it, it shows why West Ham do not want to own the stadium. Because if West Ham own the stadium, they have to bear the brunt of the costs. Yeah. So more than just park costs, exclusive. Guess who's suing the stadium providers now? Uh, stadium owners now. The stadium uh, owners now. Probably is it the mayor? Uh, no, he owns E one eight five. No, they no no E one eight five. Heineken. No. Um, uh, Newham Council. Delaware North. No, they have been suing them in the past, but not at the moment. Oh well. Um, Westfield. I don't know. No, you're getting closer. What did that happen? What usually happens in July? Oh, oh UK the Athletics, Olympics. They're suing. They're suing. So there's a new. Yeah. There's a new court case, and it's actually in the account saying litigation. And I asked West Ham. I said, "What is it?" He said, "But it's not us. Uh, it's UK Athletics. <laughs> UK Athletics are suing the stadium owners for three million pounds because to 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 cover costs of." Um, holding athletics elsewhere because they refused to move the stands just for athletics. There you go. Well, they've got every right to, haven't they? Really? Well, I guess so. They've got a contract, Breach haven't contract. they? Yeah. I guess even well. a three million pounds is probably cheaper to be sued for three million pounds rather than move them for four and a half, I think. Is it four or four and a half? I don't know. Well, why not just give them the three million quid then? Well, because they love to spend money on lawyers. You know how much they've spent on lawyers? Well over that. Millions of pounds. Anyway, it's not a public service podcast or a, or a taxpayer's podcast. It is a West Ham podcast. And we did play the mighty Dundee. We talked about the England game. We didn't talk about the Dundee game. Did Did you see it, Nigel? No, I was out all day. Uh, I had it on my phone while I was working in my kitchen. And and Jay and sorry, Len, you didn't no, see it. No, I didn't. No, oh. you didn't no. miss a lot. Here's the hilarious thing, right? Loads of people. So Dundee had had the rights, and you, you might find this at the game tomorrow with Northampton, and um, so they cobblers. sold cobblers. Huh? Cobblers. The cobblers. Yeah. Leighton Orient, isn't it? Leighton well? Orient, and yeah, the O's and the cobblers. Um, double header, simultaneous kickoff. Um, so we played Dundee. They had the rights. They were selling it pay-per-view for five quid. One person, um, I was listening to the Irons United, paid 15 quid, kept on buying it. Still didn't get it. Um, Anton paid five quid. Half the time it didn't work. Thank God for, um, and this is how I watched it. Uh, Football streams, isn't it? Well, that it started off the first half, but then that went, and when we moved on to... Is it called Snitch? It's not called Snitch, is it? Twitch. Twitch, that's it. Twitch. Showing my age. Twitch. I watched the second half on Twitch, and it was really good. Yeah. FB Stream 1 on Twitch. That was the only reliable thing to watch it on, to be honest. 
Dundee website failed, unfortunately. Even if you paid a fiver, it wasn't very reliable. But Twitch was reliable throughout. A um, lot of talk about um, uh, Issa Diop, who did play. He's been training on his own. Uh, Masuaku's who's also been training on his own. Been told neither of them are injured, but have their own individual training programs, whatever that means. Sounds like they're nursing um, a condition. Um, Philippe Anderson was still in Scotland, sitting there looking very, I don't know if you saw the picture, looking very, very isolated and forlorn. Um, he's supposed to be going to uh, Rome, back to Lazio. But on Saturday night, he was still in Mayfair in a, in a restaurant. I'm told uh, he's still not flying out. Today's Monday. He's either flying out... Um, Late this evening, tomorrow morning, or Wednesday at the latest. He's got to isolate for five days. And only after then we might do a deal. Um, somewhere between 2.3 million. Some people say it could be 3.5 million. Some people say it wipes out what we, we owe them. I, I worked out, and this is not from inside knowledge. If we did buy him for 34 million, which is the accepted amount of money we bought him from Lazio in 2018... We usually, four-year deal, we split it into four. Eight and a half million up front. There will be eight and a half million July 2019. Eight and a half million in July 2020, which means it's due another eight and a half million this month. Uh, that's the way it usually works. It can be slightly different, but usually it's equal installments over the life of the, the contract. So it, it could be that we've paid out or we're about to pay out eight and a half million and we get two and a half million back. You know, he is on four and a half or whatever, four million wages. I suppose we can bag that as a saving. Um, Len, sorry to see Anderson go? No, not at all. No? Time right? No. A lot of people say bad deal, selling for so cheap. But, you know, after such a bad performance in Porto, you've got to take anything, haven't you? Mm. Absolutely. Nigel? Sorry, say that again. I was reading something else. Um, Anderson, right, right choice to sell him for a couple of million quid to get him off the wage bill. I thought we was giving him away to get no, him off the wages. No, it's, it's about three million euros apparently. He's getting a four-year so, contract. He's taking a slight. Well, look, there's two ways of looking at it. Yeah, very quickly. So there's the way of looking at it that is a player who obviously Moyes doesn't want. Yeah. Um, his wages are high. So we could do we getting his wages off the books. We get a bit of money in for him, and it suits the player, suits the club. Moyes can move. Well, on. he he, the player took a long time to decide, and that's what's been the hold up. I, I was told, right. yeah, the club, two clubs did a deal a long time ago. Well, a long time right. ago, a week and a bit ago, the player needed convincing because he was taking a pay cut. Who wants to now, take a pay cut? Indicative of the way this football club was run and why. Aside from the good season last year, we, we've been in a mess for years prior to these owners. But these owners were supposed to change the way we did stuff. And they've just continued on the same path. Is that in three years, we've took a £36 million player and turned him into someone we're lucky to get three. Okay. Well, yeah, we're, and turned him into someone. We've took someone who was lauded as um, bordering world class was in the Brazilian squad when he arrived why didn't it work in Porto in... then 
Well, no, no, no. I'm not. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is, it's the indicative of the way that we we did business. That's a Pellegrini. Yeah, oh, right. I got you. Yeah. Well, no, wrong... no, no. And this is the thing, right? And you go, this is a Pellegrini and whatever. At the end of the day, when the owners are hands yeah, on in the transfer yeah. market, right? They sign off on it. Yeah, the buck did. stops with them. Yeah, they can did. do it a different way. They went down that route. They they signed off on it. When they bought the club, they gave a statement where we spent too long buying players for big money, putting them on big wages that don't deliver. You know, we'll put a stop to that. Well, no, they haven't. In fact, they've continued on that path for years, making it worse. Now, just because recently that's changed, we, we need to see a continuation of that change. But if anything sums up their ownership... It's their ability to take players like Anderson and turn them into worthless. Yeah, a bit like Elaire and you know, and well, no, that's what I'm <clears> saying. <throat> it, 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 we we could go through a whole list. Well, Yarmolenko. I mean, the, the of, next of one players. is Yarmolenko. Yeah, next one's Yarmolenko. So you know, Domino's uh, no Turkey, uh, Fabinacci uh, are looking but, to. You know, hey ho, I'm a I'm a bald lover now because obviously they've bought my. I heard lover. that. Um, and um, but Yarmolenko, Yarmolenko's you know, problem. Yeah, that's problem it. Yarmolenko's yeah. problem is, you know, Give I know he's reported to be on 115 grand a week, which I, I thought he was on 150. No, he's he's. I, 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 look, no, because Declan Rice got offered money and he still weren't going to be the highest paid player. certainly. Look, I hear Yarmolenko's on around six figure sum, very low six figure sum, around the hundred mark, but he's not 115. But he is one of the highest paid players and, and that's the problem, you know. Trying to move him on to Turkey or back to the Ukraine Premier League is difficult on those kind of wages. And what, He's in his last year. Why should he take a pay cut of 50%? You know? Oh, if, no. If, that, we, if we take it to our own jobs, it's all well and good saying it. But, you know, someone goes, yeah, it's not really working. So, uh, I know we've got a contract and everything, but I want you to take a 50% pay cut to work at one of our competitors and you go piss off no listen we give out the contracts we pay the wages this is the problem across the board realistically for the Premier League is that and what what people what for me that the just pay the money brigade as I like to call them fail to understand is is that when you put players on 150 160 grand the blokes that are there lower down that are earning 40 to 50 grand are going to be going well, wild up he's only twice the player I am not three times so if he's on 150 grand I want 75 grand all of a sudden your wage bill will begin to spiral out well, of control I'm glad you said that because earlier today um, one of my very good friends uh, joke uh, West Ham Central wrote Pay West Ham, tagged West Ham in, pay Declan Rice what he deserves. And I wrote back, he didn't reply, but others did. What does he deserve? 250 grand a week, question mark. It's not about wages. We can't guarantee Premier League or Champions League, Premier League champions or uh, playing in the Champions League. And therefore, all the money in the world doesn't automatically keep him. Um... It's not just about that. And and then you get that knock-on effect. But guess what? I was going, oh, GSB fanboy. Someone came in, GSB fanboy. That's probably the biggest defeatist post ever. 
It's not defeatist. It's uh, realistic. At some point, Declan Rice is going to leave us. And is it worth upsetting the apple cart, paying him 250 grand a week, or 200 grand a week, or whatever, you know... People just don't have any realisation. They just go, pay him what he deserves. Well, what does he deserve? What what can West Ham... West Ham in the past have set a ceiling of £115,000 a month. Uh, sorry, a week. And even uh, Hernandez, Chikorito, did not earn over that. He he had a basic and then he could earn over that could get to that, that famous report in 145 But they've been loyal to that ceiling. Now... My understanding is they are prepared to break that ceiling by some considerable distance, right? I'm not going to give a figure because I get in trouble for giving figures. But they prepared and they put on a figure to make him the highest played West Ham player ever. And that's not been agreed. That's not a rejection. That's just not an agreement. But w at what point do we say, yeah, have 200 grand? Have 250 grand, have 300 grand, have 400 grand. At what point does he deserve or is the limit for West Ham? I don't know the answer, by the way. I'm just saying a club like West Ham must have a, has to have a, a wage structure. And that includes Declan Rice. I'm sorry. But no a matter lot of clubs how great have, have wage structures. If, if, you, if you look, it, it's only the likes of... I, t I mean, it's, it's probably four clubs that pay massive money. Um, I don't think Arsenal City, United, um, Chelsea and Liverpool. Chelsea and Liverpool, you're right. Because I tell you what, That's Spurs, the for all their moaning, do have a very nope. strict wage structure. And Arsenal. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, uh, Arsenal, well, uh, I mean, apart from Ozzy, I know Arsenal under Wenger. You know, they were, they were very stringent. I mean, Wenger was the man who, once you got the 30, he didn't care who the bloody hell you was, even Thierry Henry. You only get a one-year contract. Yeah. You know, and... It, it 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 it's hard. Social media now is such a um, a great communication tool for a, a club to see what its fan base is thinking. But but sometimes you do hope that they don't act uh, upon. So let me ask you appear. a question, right? I'm going to ask yeah. Len the same. How much would you pay Declan Rice, knowing? How valuable it is to it. Your your David Sullivan, Senor, <laughs> how much are you gonna pay Declan Rice? I'm coming to you. Don't you laugh, Len, because I'm coming to you next. I, I I would make him the the highest paid player in the club's um, history, considering we're off the back of the best season that we've had. But money is tight. I know the club has still got. Um, I mean, I, I'd, I'd, and this is the thing. I don't think any footballer should earn more than forty grand a week. Because let's get right. this right. But let's let's get back to real world. Because he's real world. That already. How much would you pay him? Stop yeah. waffling. I, it's, it's. I don't know enough about the finances. I'd be looking. I wouldn't be paying him hundred. I don't think West Ham can afford hundred and fifty grand a week. And it ain't that they can't afford Declan Rice hundred fifty grand a week. It's that everybody else is going to pay a pay rise as well. So what therefore, would you pay him then? I'd have to know the finance. I'm hundred and twenty grand a week. Okay, fair enough. Len, not more than that. Yeah, I, was, I don't think we. Can. I was thinking hundred and twenty. Look. Between a hundred thousand pounds and a quarter of a million pounds, don't won't change his lifestyle. 
you just need to show him he's the most important player of the club by having him paid the most. Mm. And uh, uh, from uh, what I understand it, that's what the offer's been. Yeah, I would pay him more than what you two said. Uh, not much more, but I'd pay him more. Uh, plus, bon- I would heavily incentivise it on bonuses. And in some ways, you know, and let's be realistic, right? He's not going to be with us for the next five years. So if we give him a six-year contract on, let's say, 150 grand a week, he ain't going to be here for five years, is he? Right? No, he's... This is obscene figures we're talking about, uh, by it, the way. It, you... it is. But it's reality. I don't this is what I don't understand. Say, paying the uh, man yeah. what he's worth... What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. They don't realise. Keep you out know, of I mean, it. Listen, you're so out of their depth to even talk about something, even talk about the difference of 50 grand a week. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, I know. And enjoy your I lunch mean, 50 or 50 grand a week, when the average wage in a year is, what, 30 grand? Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is obscene. You know? So, therefore... People need to find in, something better to didn't, do. Didn't, they give, didn't the England players give their money to the NHS or a portion to it to the NHS? Yeah. I think they donated the, all the money. I mean, because they've got bonuses and everything. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, they have got, the, you know, I suppose they're fortunate in a way. They've got that much money. They can afford to do it. They, You know, back in the day, it would never have happened because they were never on that type of money. But Yeah, I saw, know, I saw uh, old Sir Jeff Hurst there. He was looking very old. Did you see him on the commentary? Well, he is very old. So He's you, got 76, I'd... 77. Yeah. Kate Moss was looking all right, though. She wasn't looking too old. What was she doing there, though? Yeah, and what, where what? were you? <laughs> old Tom, Tom Cruise. Our, our, friends, our friends on our oh, Facebook God. group, uh, sorry, Facebook. Robbie um, King. Was saying, you know, why, why is Tom Cruise there with uh, David Beckham taking up a seat for a... Um, he's, pr- he's probably something to do with the FA or something now, Tom Cruise. Anyhow, uh, one bit of good news... Is, Eddie Howe, is, uh, was, has he gone somewhere then? Um, anywho, um, the good news is we have a new... He's not a director of football. There is a difference. He's a new head of the re- recruitment. We have recruited Rob Newman, who is an ex-Norwich um, Norwich City player. I think 250 uh, appearances. And He wasn't uh, that great from what I remember, but... And uh, he played a few other places. He's done a bit of um, managing and so on and so forth. I can't remember. Ever. But but most recently, he's been a senior scout at Man City. Um, so we've we've snagged him. He's going to be our new head of recruitment. But unfortunately, um, obviously, Man City see us as real competitors for the Premier League and the Champions League, and are forcing him to um instead of compensation they're, they're they're forcing him to see out his gardening leave and um so he's uh i've seen him post pictures playing golf and everything but he's he's not allowed to officially work for us this summer so unfortunately we've got a head of recruitment but at the moment he can't come into the office or work for us maybe he could have the sly conversation but obviously he can't negotiate and everything else but apparently is this part of David Moy's team or is this part of clubs organisation it's an interesting discussion and and I believe the idea is the recruit head of recruitment will be not report to David Moyes 
but he will he David Moyes will not report to him which happens sometimes in um, mm. but 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 and here's a big but the list will come from David Moyes and they work closely together and he the, the manager will get final say so you know he is head of recruitment but probably reporting to um, David Sullivan David Sullivan will completely after this summer I'm told take a back seat and not be involved in negotiations of um, contracts and new players and then that will be down to uh, Rob Newman so it's a good and together with you know David Moyes Jr um, and you've got obviously David Hunt in the academy um, and you've got I forget the other guy who's been the, the single you know it's it's good they're investing in a number of you know we're starting to see a little bit of structure coming into the club. But of course, yeah, everybody's giving grief that he's on gardening leave. Like, only happens to West Ham. They've done it, so they can't spend the money. And yes, I know we're still not signed anyone of substance beyond the kid players and the Craig Dawson. But it will come. Um, it will come. I still, I still understand that it's a centre-back, uh, Jesse Lingard and... Uh, a striker. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about the PSG keeper. What's his name? Abaloa? Uh, Ariola, isn't it? Ariola. Um, look, I've been told. I, I, Careful not, when you Google that. Yeah. I've not been told, and out and out is not. But I've been told a goalkeeper. I've been continually told, right? I've asked about, uh, you know, Sam Johnson. Goalkeeper's not priority then I asked about the Czech Republic goalkeepers not a priority I can't keep on going back on every goalkeeper but my understanding is because I've been told several times a goalkeeper is not a priority I think Fab is going to be number one I think Randolph is a good backup number two obviously David Martin signed another one Anang went off to Stevenage or whatever we've got um, Dave from Trot who went out with to Scotland as a number four and a backup I just don't see it as a priority to next summer. And I, were, I I might be wrong, but I just don't see it happening. And I know lots of people are getting excited and going, ah. But, you know, unfortunately, there's, there's stories every day. And, and I think we denied one this morning. There was a story by Football Insider. And I'm trying to remember it. It was about a centre-back. And, and um, look, I, I don't go to the club on everything saying, you know, is this true, is this true? Because that, that would... Um, that would take it for ages, but um, uh, there was one called Naif uh, uh, Aguerif from um, who's a central defender for 16 million quid, and um, we asked, he's um, uh, a Monaco star, where is he? 25 year old centre back, uh, and um, we asked, and, and we were told absolute tosh. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of rubbish out there. And a vacuum, um, people, stories by agents come around. Um, and you might not like it that there is no news, transfer news, and there's no transfer business. But David Moyes has finished his role as technical observer. The work starts now and, and hopefully he's going to get some of his targets between now and the start of the, the summer. You know, some at the start of the transfer. Uh, sorry, the start of the Premier League, which starts on what, sixteenth of August. What no, else can I say? No transfer news, in other words. 
Are you worried Five. about the size of the squad, Len? Not in July, mate, no. Good. I'm glad to hear you say that. Nigel? Nah, mate, you, you know me. I'd, it's, it, it, at the end of the day, the, the funny thing is is that it, it's not even about the start of the football seasons. It's where you are on the 1st of September yeah. when the transfer window shut. I make you so right. I make we you all right. know that loads of deals get done in the last couple yeah. of days. I make you right. So well done. We're starting to be more sensible. Yeah, but that, these days. but it's, yeah, but what it is 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 because I'm on the payroll now. Yeah, you are. So on the um, <laughs> obviously I've got you to stick to the payroll rice. line. <laughs> Isn't it? So I've got to stick to the party line now. Apparently, yeah, it's apparently so. Fake. My, my past roll. ten, eleven years, it's all been yeah, fake all and been lies. Phony. Yeah. Anyway, smoke Oh, one thing, people. Go there's on. a listener out there. You know who you are. I don't. No one likes the grass, people. Uh, <laughs> so if you've got tales to tell, uh, feel free to message me. I'm always open. I ain't got a problem. People want to criticise what I say. It don't bother me. Well, you know, it don't bother me. Please, Dan, don't like you know, I've got an opinion. People are banned to have a, a thing. Well, you know, Talking as about I told the Red Police, you know, like you ask I, me a lot of questions. You I must need to be come up with my, my new magnet. For, like I go magnet fishing with my son up to the East End rather than... Uh, and magnetic yeah. fishing, sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I've I heard about the canals of West London. You need to go north or east. and safes yeah. out of the East End. <laughs> I just get scaffolding poles and keys. Well, and luckily, but, and, and luckily, bodies haven't got metal in because I'm sure there's a fair few well, bodies. The stories I, I mean, hear dirty from went into fellow magnet yeah. fishers. But anyway. Right, what else do yeah. we want to discuss before we, we... We said we're only doing an hour this week because we're still depressed. Um, you've got a couple of questions. You're even depressed, put I'm question. not. I'm depressed. Um, I'm not either. Yeah, I know. Uh, is there any other business before we move on to that couple of questions and then we do predictions for Cobblers and the O's? Um, I've got nothing. No, there's nothing I can... We'd be, you know, you know we wanted, we, we did sort of an um and R, ah, and I, I was the one who wasn't really up for it, and I just said, should we do a, should we do a question for the, um, for the, uh, you know, should we do a short podcast for the listeners just to keep them going, or can we not be? Well, while Dodds in Singapore, he's got to have something. To Is he in to, Singapore he? though? Well, he's not really. Is he not? He doesn't look like Singapore. Well, the only, I mean, the departure board, it could have been a trick, but the departure board he put up and the flight he was on, Virgin Atlantic, the only Virgin flight on that board was, no, was, um, because that's Virgin Galactic, not Virgin Atlantic, was to Singapore. Um, He's obviously out that way. Um, So, but you know what Dodsey's like. He's got to have his fun. Even though I did like his sunbathing picture. Yeah, I know. Lensit. That was uh, very, uh, very. uh, Just the first thing that popped into my head was was Canyon Town. (laughs) Was that? Yeah, yeah. Was it the long, the long good summer of of Len sunbathing in the film? And I just looked at it. Blimey, it was Dodsey with his. All he needed was the West Ham hat. He had the belly and the shorts already. I didn't think it looked in bad shape. Mm. You're doing all right, mate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you had a couple of questions that sort of sneaked it's through. Just jealousy because he's retired. Um, no, I've got had... one. That's all. Oh, one. Go on then. Go for it. This is the it's question of the week. It's from WHU Mark Reaper 
who we like to call Kevin, <laughs> um, he's put for the pod. Did England get to the final because of the manager or in spite of him? He says, all I see are negative Allardyce-like tactics, rebranded by a media darling Oof. manager who never gets fair criticism, only the Oof. praise. So Mark's not a, a fan by the sounds of it. No, I think the well, manager's got to take point. some... Uh, I think the manager's got to take some credit. I, I know what he means. There yeah, was a and few long balls. He does have to take credit, but and responsibility as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and he did. He came out and said, I take responsibility for losing on penalties. I like Gareth Southgate. I really do. Good. <laughs> That'll win us a World Cup. Good. I, I'm glad. I hope he gets gets a... Anyway, anywho. I mean, to answer Kevin's question, um, I don't I don't see Allardyce tactics. I don't think Allardyce would play with a front three of like Foden or, or Sancho or, or Mason Mann or Kane or Sterling together, Grealish. I think he's still a tad conservative. Um, I think that was bailed out really by the Italy game. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think switching to the back five worked. I thought we should have stuck with the back four, more rigid. And I, I, for me, again, it, Harry Kane's an out and out striker. Why are we encouraging to drop deep? I do not know. Yeah. Um, I think we got the players to play four four two. I still believe in that system. Two strikers on the pitch. If football's about goals, playing one striker. Yeah. You know, so Len? that's where I've from. But in Southgate, I trust. No, I, I mean, like I say, he does have to take responsibility and praise, and we should stick with him. I'm not saying that, but knighthood for taking us to a final. Nah, no, fuck off. <laughs> oh, see, I like it when you say that. At the end of the podcast, you go, oh, fuck off. Well, I mean, it's a joke, isn't it? A fucking last nightmare. week. What did you say to me last week when you said that to me? When I suggested, I um, I can't remember. What did you suggest? Yeah. Anyway, do but, you not? Um, if he'd have won it, would you have fronted him up a knighthood? Well, I mean, that's the standard. Just yeah, would have to, it is. It is. You know. Anyway, if Andy Murray can get one for winning Wimbledon, I mean, Southgate's got to get one for winning. The... Anyway, we are. Where, what about the players? Where's it start? I don't, you know, yeah, I don't exactly. We are at the hour mark, so we're going to do predictions. Um, so I'm going to go back and sulk. Um, so, the Cobblers, Northampton, the O's, Orient, late mm-hmm. Orient to you. Uh, let's start with you, um, Len. I think Orient will beat us. Oh really? I think we, yeah, and I think I'll, we'll get a draw. Look, we don't know who's going to play. No, no, he's got you to can, split the you score. Can bet, it's got to be. You kids, can bet your it? life. Yeah, well, you can bet the life half of them kids don't even and don't even understand the Orient game. Well, and you can bet eleven of the Orient players do. I tell you what, Alves, Win for Orient. Alves, Baptiste, and Holland all had a really good game against Dundee. Really, the kids had a really good. Um, the kids are all right. And that, you didn't um, really explain what happened in the Dundee game, though, did you? you I didn't, went, oh, actually. Um, it cost a fiver, but two, someone two. played 15 You're quid. right, you're right. I didn't discuss it. So that, we went 2-0 down. Um, and then um, Baptiste 
um, scored uh, a header from a corner. And then uh, Gerard Bowen was brought down, which was amazing since I thought he'd torn his ACL and was out for the season. Uh, but he recovered miraculously um, and then converted a penalty. So 2-2. Um, unbeaten in pre-season friendlies. But it was, as you say, doesn't mean a thing. It was just a trot out. Complete trot out. But what's your prediction then, Nigel? Oh, mate, I don't, I'm not even going to bother predicting. It's a pre-season friendly. We could yeah, get beat 5-0. I know, but we always matter. do predictions. It's part, you know, Woody will be upset if we don't follow, you know. It's like me agenda. not mentioning and plugging Claret and you and, you know... Um, they're not plugging that you can still get I predict tra- this um, week no one will go scuttling off and telling other people that I've said stuff I haven't said you know or you you plug I, can in, I predict you, that you know canningtown.len.com and your little diary you know <laughs> so you know I'm going to go 1-0 yeah. 1-0 1-0 just just to make it easy just because I like don't forget yeah can you download a copy and send it to Dave so I can stick my chitty in Oh, What's that? Nice <laughs> what is that? What's he won't mean? know what chitty means. Chitty is like a bill, isn't it? An invoice or something. Yeah. It's yeah, like when invoice. Dave was talking about lumber the other day. Yeah, lumber expensive. yard. It's a timber yard, is it not? Lumber yard, isn't yeah. it? Lumber is what we are when we go football with you. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyway, looking forward to being back. Still don't know what the opposition is for the Betway Cup on the 8th of August. Lazio, Lazio, oh, Lazio. Season tickets. Yeah. Um, if anyone from the club's listening, fucking sort your life out. <laughs> right? Oh, Are yeah. we having digital tickets or not? You can't just sit there and wait till the end. There's not a lot out. You're making a mockery of the ISC. I know Am- Iron United, or Amers United, sorry, are asking you. I'm sure the other people have asked you. Sort it out. Sort it. Yeah. Sort it. Ain't it. That make hard. It, make, make a decision. Make a choice. Yeah. Is this you just trying to put off the scent that you're on the payroll and trying to sound all like manly that you're not on the payroll? No, this is me actually saying, come on, this this is what affects supporters. Do something. Do yeah. something. Just do something. Whatever it is, do there's something. Nicola there's Key, sort there. your ass out. And if any, any glasses in the Ooh. club want to go and tell Nicola Key what I said, tell her. Talk, sort your life out. Talking of that, kit's out this go week. On. So uh, we'll have a launch of the kit. Obviously, it has been uh, leaked on the... Well, we know what the kit looks like. <laughs> yeah, because we've got pictures. I didn't leak them, though. I know I showed them to yeah, you, you didn't. I didn't No, leak the shirt them. man did. Who's the shirt collector? Oh, he, yeah. He yeah. collects the match day shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Who, to be honest, what a collection that man's got. Has he? You know, you're, oh dear, yeah. you know what it's you're thinking actually, I don't, it's actually an obscene collection, I would say. Yeah. It's like OCD. No, no, it's I not mean, OCD. It's, it is the no, quality it's it's of just, the merchandise that he's, that he's got. There's a bit of me that thinks one day we should get the Excel Centre. And get all the West Ham people that have got well, maybe we should get him on and stuff. Maybe we should get him to, on to 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 have a little setup, you know. I could rebuild my shed, and and, and people could come right. in and have a look. And because the worst thing about having stuff like that, um, I think I don't know if it's Marcus Johns has got a great collection as well. Is that you? You only get to see him in photograph. The bloke in Perth, who's probably got the best West Ham memorabilia collection I know um, Perth Hammer 
Yet, unfortunately, you got to go to the bleeding Perth to see it. It yeah. is a shame. You know, at the club, for the life of me, I think there's appetite now that the club would have a museum. All jokes aside, but hey-ho. I'll just plot on doing what I do. Cool. That's it for this week. I'm going back to Sulk. Uh, I have been sulking. Uh, Nigel has been... Uh, Proud of England. And Len has been... Working on the pitch. Oh, what's happened to the Bucci boys? Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More oh, just they're Italian. Got it. Bucci. Oh, celebrating. More than just a podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.